This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the preview show edition of the Blue Monday podcast, a three times weekly show looking into all things Ipswich Town. I'm your host, Richard Woodward, and I'm delighted to welcome back the brilliant Harry from Bath. Harry, how's it going? All good, Rich. Good to see you as well. Uh, interesting. We've had a few few days now. We're recording on Wednesday. We've had a few days to lick our wounds after our little sojourn up to East East Lancashire. I I managed to stay in the West Country for, but you of course had the um you had the grim experience of seeing it in three dimensions. I had to see it in person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah How are you well, feeling? How are you feeling? Well, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of. I didn't mention this on the Sunday show, but I quite, there's this um, kind of concept about um, people responding to change. There's this thing called the change curve where you kind of go through Mm. bargaining and rejection and anger and eventually you arrive at acceptance. And our Mm. season in terms of our predicament and likely relegation, I kind of have accepted for quite some time. So when we were talking about the reaction to the goal on Saturday as being mostly 90% of the crowd was numb and 10% were kind of really angry about it um yeah. i utterly expected it, but i hoped for more and i guess that's it's the hope that kills you um but <laughs> nothing of the game was particularly surprising um apart from perhaps our inability to show up sadly yeah. um mm. and i think we'll we will kind of spare everyone going through the game again um in detail um you can listen again to the flagship show and um where we talked about that yeah. um but some things we've picked out um about Enciala and 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 maybe missing a, a bit more of a calming head at the at center back and someone who's moved to not a million miles away from your neck of the woods who's doing now yeah. Adam Webster and you you spotted something mm-hmm. there about maybe we miss him or how he's having an yeah. impact elsewhere yeah it's um it's interesting the the thing I picked up was just listening to the podcast but also reading Twitter it was a it was an overwhelming sense of sadness actually um, that it was no longer, it wasn't about anger anymore because, I mean, Rotherham fans were even saying it about their season. Now, they're going, you know, they're still knocking lumps out of whoever they can. But that sense of um, there's not a lot we can do as fans in terms of, you know, in terms of 
to getting the owner out. We, you went through that brilliantly in the flagship show. You know, in terms of what what constructively can we do? You want to get behind the players. We can't influence things directly on the pitch. We can't kick the ball, but we can create the right mood and climate and atmosphere. So that's one thing we can do. But yes. and in that sense, it's a feeling that we've done as much as we can, and we're doing what we, we're do, doing our bit. And there has been there have been flashes of anger, but there's a sense as well of not resignation, but certainly a sense of sadness. I picked that up, and yeah, just yeah. I was I, I was in the, I was in my bookshop on Saturday, and it was there were kind of there were flurries, and then it would go quiet for a bit, and then flurries again, and in the quiet bits, I was just kind of tracking the game. And uh, so I had a sense of the narrative of what was, how the game was playing out. And walking back, I felt it as well. You just felt yourself thinking at points, well, how low can we go here? Yes. You know, you just like, oh, it just feels, oh, you know. That was it's, my uh, post-match tweet, actually. Yeah. It was, it was mm. uh, don't mm. people dare say things could get worse because we've yeah. still got to play Norwich. We've still got yeah. three months of the season to go, four months. Mm. Um, yeah. But but that's but that said, um, against that, you know, always remember that between quarter past quarter to five and quarter to six on a Saturday is not the best time to be, you know, be rational. You're not, you nobody is. Everyone's emotions at that stage are clouding their judgment. So with a few days to step back, you start picking through it um, and trying to understand the, the, the kind of the, the detail of what went, what went wrong. Um, a lot's been talked that we talked in our free, our pre um uh, uh, our preamble. pre-recording preamble pre-recording chat sorry rich about um the uh you know who who stepped up to, stepped up to the mark and who didn't but one thing you absolutely were right about was in siala for the goal i think he did let um billy key go i think it was he was ball watching it was just a momentary lapse but it was it it proved to be fatal. Um, okay, Big Ben, the, the left back comes up and nods it back across the goal again. It was it was so like the Millwall goal. But that was one thing. And it did bring home, because as I said, I'm getting Bristol City fans in day in, day out nearly, just banging on about how brilliant Webster is. We talk a lot about letting all the goals leave the club. But I do wonder, doing letting Webster go on top was just, you know, it was the falsest of economies because he's still blossoming. He's still got another, you know, he's got another dimension. And then Lee Johnson's team, which does play out from the back insofar as they do, he's he's thriving over there at the moment. It's, it's quite sad. Similar to McGoldrick as well. That I think a lot of town fans were kind of <laughs> accepting the transfer would happen because yeah. 10 games into the season, he'd pull up with a hamstring injury and be out for a few weeks. Mm. But that, I don't think that has happened either, has he? I yeah. think, I think he's got... had a yeah, proper one, has he? No, he's blossomed. No, but he, March is always his time. Is the time when I get worried about uh, Dizzy. You know, he's fine at the moment, but uh, we'll see see what happens in March. But um, it's interesting. Yeah, it's a hard one because think, thinking about Evans. I mean, I do think he tried to do last summer on the cheap, and I mean we'll go over him. There's there's more to discuss about him in the weeks to come. But um, to be fair to him. It is hard to think objectively in such a financially irrational league. There have been some reports this week about how the league has the, the amount of money which owners are putting into their clubs. And you know, how you navigate that, I don't know. That, against that, though, he definitely has been the penny-pinching narrative of something I do believe. But and again, in his favour, he has moved swiftly and he has shown willing in trying to yeah. sort out the chaos, the chaos of what's happened you know, we've got four. What are we now? We're Wednesday. We're what the ninth of January. We've got yeah. we've got we've got four players in. So you know, in that sense, there's 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 definite momentum, and he is trying to trying to put things right. So, but um, as I say, we'll we'll probably come on to him in the questions later. But um, you know, at the moment, it's still you know, the roots of this, just as they did the season Mick came in, lie in what happened in the summer. Yes. 
absolutely yeah. right and we yeah. uh, we went kind of through that and um, on yeah. Sunday and again back through the timing and all that kind of stuff and yeah. when we get on to Rotherham um, Saturday's opponents um, mm. that was an interesting kind of microcosm for all of the stuff that kind of had gone wrong for us um, despite yeah. the fact that for most of the game we were well in it and, and probably deserving of a lead um, yeah. just quickly on those additions then we've got um, Kwana I think <coughs> we're going with yeah. his a pronunciation of his surname yeah. and Dawkins um, any observations or yeah. notes on them? Little on Dawkins yet from Derby fans. I had a quick look over there. That seems to be the most recent team that we, we, we can get a hook. I haven't had a look at over in the States yet. But they do like him. They rated him. They, they said actually underrated. He was actually very effective when he was there. He can control the ball in the middle and he can show for the ball quite well too. They feel he's a player who can, if there's an emphasis on keeping the ball up in the final third, he is that type of player. And if you have him on the left, you have Kwaner on the right, and you have Will Keane in the middle, it's starting to look a bit more like a championship format. Yeah, yeah. Format, you know, it's a sort of attack if, if we're going with the one up front. You've got these two who are, the thing that which they're actually offering is directness and some athleticism as well, which is something that we do need. Kwaner, I've got a bit more on. Huddersfield fans were had plenty to say, mostly to a Preston fan who went on because they thought they were going to get him before we came along. So that was quite nice. Um, yeah, I think this guy's going to be memorable. Um, unconventional, but you'll love him. And uh, he, he's, uh, Okay, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, he isn't great in the air, so if that's the intention, look elsewhere. Um, there was a one lovely line where it's gone. He has the magical ability. He comes with a free optical illusion. He has the magical ability for his head to move lower when he jumps for a header. Which uh, <laughs> okay. so we have to work. Okay, um, like a tortoise. Then, yeah, he's, 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 <laughs> this guy. This guy could be memorable. Um, if you want an athletic, fast, wide man who gives one hundred percent each week and creates, he is the man. He was a he was a brilliant creator for them last season. More creates create, cre- uh, assists than people like Fabregas, for example right up there in that sense however he does look the part one moment and then at the other he drives you mad um he does run strong and direct but not always in the right direction he has a killer first uh three touches no left wow. foot no left foot and he's never scored a header this the lack of ability in the air just don't go there he's not a striker he's a he's a, he's a wide player that's how they see him um He's uh, the fact that the best header he's ever done in blue and white was when he accidentally nutted his playoff winner's medal while celebrating, um, and uh, he's uh, yeah he's uh, this awkward and unpredictable. So some of his moves do come off. In other words, if the, if if he doesn't know what he's going to do next, the defence don't necessarily know what he's yes. going to do next. <laughs> he, that, gets that, that, yeah, yeah. he gets away with it. He gets away with it. And uh, yeah, as I said, he was pretty good at tracking back too. And if he gets the ball from a deep position, he can look fairly majestic getting forward, like a daddy long legs finding an open window. Um, and finally, the other part, stuff, it's, it's, I love it's, it. They, 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 they're in full front. They love him. They really do. This, there's a lot of affection behind these comments. They said, get him full of confidence and he can go from looking like Carl, Carlton Palmer on the flank to Thierry Henry in the blink of an eye. <laughs> there wow. you go. There's another optical illusion for you. Anyway, so no, I think he's a goodie. I think we're going to like him. He's and certainly looking at what he's been saying, I think he's very motivated. I mean, Lambert talked about wanting players to come who really wanted to be here. And your sense with this guy is this guy's going to bring a stack of personality into the team as well, which is which is brilliant. But the, but also the athleticism and the directness, yes. which I think which we do need because we are, as I say, we are a little bit um, we're, we're we're full of small magic people rather than big big athletic people. So um, right. so that's so that's that's Quaner. Yeah, it's good. Do you think good. they're um, likely to start? Mm. I think Quaner's probably more likely than Dawkins. Is that fair? Fitness really. Um, it depends. I wouldn't be surprised if you put them both in, actually. I really wouldn't, because 
against Rotherham, we will want to be on the, foot, the front foot and we want to, particularly given the way they both play, that if we, it's not just a question of getting up to the other end of the field, but it's actually applying the tourniquet and just keeping them there because as we come on and we talk about Rotherham in a bit, they are a team that sits back. They're not, they're not a counter-attacking team, but they do form a, a bit of a tortoise shell in the way that they go about playing. Um, and uh, so having them both on there with Will Keane up front, could get it's that old thing again about getting ten yards further up the pitch, yeah. and I yeah I wouldn't be surprised if all three begin actually I wouldn't rule it out. And if yeah. we can keep the ball at the top end of the pitch, it's not like it's going on net, is it? So yeah, I've yeah. just um, before we uh, came on, Sky was showing the Sheffield Wednesday two or draw from last season where we tried to be clever up in the final third and keep the ball to keep a hold of a two one and let it go in the last minute. That was um. An unfortunate no. thing to accidentally flick over to on Sky Sports earlier. So that, yeah, that reminds me of, yeah, if we keep the ball up the top of the pitch, it's not yeah. going in our net. So, it's not, yeah, yeah, fingers mm. crossed. Eh? Should we, um, should we chat Rotherham then? Yeah, yeah. Um, can we, can we, before we get into it, can I just say this is not a winnable game? It is not a winnable game at all. Just referencing what happened with Accrington last week. If Ben is listening, and I presume he will, the, the winnable word is banned, and we're never going to ever use the winnable word ever again, ever. Ever, but ever. what we did last yeah. week as well was kind of make uh, well we we were highlighting Atkinson's <coughs> lack of options and players disappearing back to parent <laughs> clubs and all that kind of stuff and then yeah and that still didn't make any difference as well so we shall skirt around maybe some of Rotherham's squad issues as well lest we um yeah. have hope um, yeah. false hope yeah, um, yeah. so yeah. Rotherham probably doing as well as we probably expected at the start of the season not a huge amount of high-profile signings, a couple of low knees here and there, but largely it's this, the same squad that got promoted um, at the expense of Paul Hurst Shrewsbury. Um, yeah. And uh, the second game of the season for us, and and as I said, alluded to at the start, this this game was that we lost <coughs> in the end 1-0. It was a bit of a microcosm for the Paul Hurst and Paul Hurst era. <laughs> era is a polite term for it. Um, sojourn. Um, <laughs> and some of the stuff that's followed in that we were very much in the game for large patches. In fact, our issue about playing 45 minutes, this game, we were good value for 60 minutes, I would suggest. And then Rotherham yeah. started to get into it. But um, another th- a couple of things that I spotted were NCR and Nolan were signed in the preceding week, were crowbarred straight into the starting lineup. Um, mm. And um, despite having plenty of the ball, didn't create a huge amount of clear-cut chances. And from a set-piece, albeit it was the second phase of a set piece conceded in the last minute to lose the game um, contrived to drop um, one point and um, probably should have been worth three but just couldn't finish our chances so to me the Rotherham game was kind of what we knowing what we know now was probably a bit of an alarm call that probably quite a few of us myself included ignored but lots of stuff there from that 1-0 defeat that probably we should have been worried about Um, yeah so moving forward not a huge amount of additions or changes because that game was mid-August. Mm. I don't think a huge amount of business came in on deadline day, hashtag deadline day, apart from Tal <laughs> signing on loan, I think, from Brian. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I don't think there's a huge, there's not a big depth of squad there, is there, Harry? And no. off the back of a 7-0 defeat to Man City and a few players with suspensions or return to parent clubs, dare I ask if this is a good time to be playing Rotherham United? Sorry, after last week, uh, after last week, for which no. we are <laughs> just truly, like we're truly sorry, we're truly sorry. Um, no, um, they it's interesting what you've just been re- listening to there, Richard, about the way 
the game played out for us. In a way, that's how the season has played out for Rotherham as well. What they have tried to do, and they will try to do this again on Saturday, is to remain in the game for as long as they can, mm. with a view to, at the key moment, maybe striking a blow, you know, suddenly turning the com- general competitiveness into a period of dominance, which they will then, even if it doesn't last all game, they will capitalise on. They, they, they will never set out to dominate a game from the first minute. They just can't do that. And if anything, when it was just going through the way they were describing the team, I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually a very cagey, that's what that's that's what they'll want. They'll want an, a cagey first fifteen twenty minutes where everything gets neutralised a little bit and it's all a bit dull and there's a a nice flat pattern to the game. Whereas what we want is we want to knock the centre of gravity out. You know, you know, knock it over the north stand if we possibly can and just completely unsettle them and and disrupt them because that that's very much how they that, that's how they operate. A lot of their games. I mean, they haven't won many games. They did win crucially New Year's Day. They saw that as a brilliant day for them. They beat Preston. Yeah. Yeah, they beat Preston and the three below them, Bolton, Reading and ourselves, all lost. And they, for them, that was a, you know, thank you very much. We'll have that. Um, mm. it, uh, I think that was, the, it took them out of the bottom three and suddenly that sense of being in control of your destiny when that happened. But that, that was that. They hadn't lost a huge number of games. They hadn't won a game in nine, I think, before that. But they'd drawn something like four or five of them. So a bit like us in the early season under Hurst, they were staying in games, but just not being able to get that one point into into the three, which suddenly makes the whole thing a you know your perspective completely changes. Um, in terms of fans' expectations, the overview, um, they're they're very happy. Um, um, and bear in mind, when they went down a couple of years ago, they were saying we they they now have more points than in that debacle. Yeah. Um, and there's we something like twenty. Want... Yeah. No. Exactly. No. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was the record. Wasn't yeah. it? I think that's the there lowest was. points tally. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. They're already ahead of that in their sense. So they're kind of they're feeling. You know. They're they're. It's all about expectations. Um. And they will. You know. I don't care. I'm at the stage now where I don't care if we deserve the points or not. <laughs> it's the yeah, way yeah. they look. And. Um, one interesting thing for them, can I just say, Rich? Yeah, yeah. Feb- February is an interesting time because they've got game- they're playing Millwall, Wigan, Sheffield Wednesday, and Reading. Oh wow! And they've got a horrible run in, so they're looking now to bank what they can and get. So okay, they were hoping, yeah, to, yeah that it just it just how teams see different things, see 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 see, uh, see their campaigns panning out. They've got a really they've got a few winnable games in the final run in, but they they have got a. It's it, that February particularly they see as um, as vital. Mm. Yeah, the, the one thing I was just going to chip in there is that yeah. of all of the clubs kind of in the that bottom five six shake up, um, there's not a huge amount of dysfunction there, is there? There's, there's it's pretty settled. There's not got yeah. the financial issues of perhaps um, Bolton um, and I, I don't know where Birmingham. They're probably long. They're in the top half, aren't they? But it's fairly stable there. Looks like same yeah. situation at Rotherham. <laughs> Yeah, there are no. There's nothing from that point of view. It's incremental. They've built on last year. It's all about um, and but and in their t- terms of their style of play as well. It's 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 gentle progress, and they could live with. They wouldn't want it, but they could live with the relegation with a view to then spinning back around again and coming yes, up slightly stronger. You, yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, they've you know they, they've they're, they're very happy with the stable setup. Warren, the manager, Paul Warren, he knows say, the club backwards. And he's liked, isn't he? Um, he is very, very well liked. Um, well, briefly on him, there are similarities with Mick, actually. A decent man, um, 
possibly less thin-skinned, I'll add that in, um, who fosters a very strong collective team spirit. No time for prima donnas. Um, we did out the bad apples and built a great spirit within the club. He knows the club backwards. He played over 200, 250 times for them, I think it was. And um, he he took them over. I think he replaced Kenny Jacket. He couldn't stop them going down. But then they, obviously, they came back and beat, beat Hurst Shrewsbury last week, last year in the playoff finals. Um, they do like him. Good man manager gets the maximum amount of the players and pushes them to new limits. Um, and again, there's a, the similarity with Mick does continue in that they talk about him being braver when the need arises and playing on the front foot more often. Okay. In other words, taking the game to opponents. So, but um, but but in terms of the classic managing of a a squad with weaker levels of quality in the championship, he's going about it as well as you could do, and he's got them. I wouldn't be surprised if. It's a last game of the season or last two games of the season for them. And they're in a way half expecting that as well. Just to stay competitive and stay there or thereabouts would be yeah. would, would be what they'd be looking for. So, um, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to kind of damn them with faint praise, but this is kind of a probably a more functional version of Accrington Stanley in that tactically it's a 4-4-2 or it's a 4-4-1-1. They yeah. know exactly what they're doing. They're probably well drilled. And that's probably yeah. good to get you out of League One and probably yeah. given the standard of <coughs> the bottom tier of the championship, probably good to yeah. keep you there or thereabouts as well. Is that fair that tactically there's not a huge amount of evolution there from where they're in League One um, and it's it's functional rather than aesthetic? Is that Oh yeah, yeah, that's spot on. <laughs> that's very brilliantly put, Richard. Really, think so. yeah, very. The, yeah, the piece I've been working on for the, for Phil's site for TWTD, the the section on on tactics is um, called on being hard to beat. You know, that's you know, yeah, very mickish. Yeah, very mickish. Um, they don't like it always. They talk about it. This sums it up nicely. They say the shape looks negative at one on top, but it balances the team. So they don't, you know, they'd love to be able to play attacking four-three-three football, but they know if they did, they would be just sliced wide open. And in fact, against Manchester City, it again shows the model. The dam just broke earlier against Man City than it does against most Championship teams. It was they were one nil down, I think, on 30, forty-three minutes, and then they had a wobble just before half time. Eventually, um, City just. Um, it's the quality of the players. Yeah, the sheer quality. Strength, yeah, it? it was. It was. It was. A, no, it was. Shows the what we would have got there. Frankly. Yeah, they, they they replaced the thing that they that terrified them was when they took off Sterling and put on Sane. That was, you know, <laughs> I think you know. Guardiola, I think he's scarred by Wigan because City were beaten by Wigan last year. So yeah. I think he's that you know he real he realizes what the FA Cup is all about. You know he's realized you know this, this, you know it doesn't respect anyone that tournament. Um, but they will start out. They'll keep things tight. And again, what you were just saying, there's an emphasis on being solid. Um, um, but as I say, it can become too negative. That's the danger. They, they, they talk about playing one up top with a full busy midfield behind behind supporting the striker. So, yeah, you can see them play. You can see them and Accrington in the same continuum, as it were. But obviously, they're an upgraded version of they're doing what Accrington are doing, but they're doing it with slightly more quality. Yeah. The, the one nil game then from the start of the season against us, it was a 4-4-2 um, yeah, we we've, we before we came on, we kind of talked about the centre back pair, which yeah. was a Jai and Wood on that day. There's a there's yeah. a couple of options there. They've been rotating, yeah. but generally Vine is a question mark. But Matic was a left back. Um, yeah, Redak and goal. That's pretty much. There's not a huge amount of change or variation there, is there? I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't change. Actually, Rodak okay. they like. 
Road like the light. They do talk about he's Slovakian and he's on the fringes of the national team. He's a he's a youth. He's what twenty two. He's been in the under twenty ones and he was on loan with them last season as well. The only criticism they make of him is that he put. They one of them said he punches more than Joe Buckner. So uh, he's a, they like the he's he's got that reflex of habit and balls that come in which are catchable and they notice that some opponents will often move players to the edge of the penalty area in anticipation of these punches coming out to them so it's a small tactical detail to watch out for but yeah Wood and Ajay um, Wood I'm going to use the dark words um, he's well first of all the good thing is he's, he's, he's what he's 33 now he, he lacks pace and that's yes. a constant thing that comes up he's, he's too slow he's never had it though I remember yeah. when Cough, Cough City and he, he wasn't yeah, Cough, quick then either Cough, Coventry, yes, he is a Coventry man. That's right. I've got, I even highlighted it on my notes. He hashtag. played for Coventry. Hashtag, hashtag Coventry. Um, however, and I say these words with with this, this appropriate amount of darkness. He carries an, an, a threat attacking from set pieces. Yes. Um, and that There's is some early goals yeah. for him in the season, wasn't there? Wasn't there a yeah. last minute winner? I forget the fixture, but I think he's and I think he had an important goal in the playoff semi final as well, if I remember rightly as well. Perhaps but... he did against Gunthorpe. He did. Yeah. yeah did um classic you know classic um heart evoked defender does well against big rough and tumble forwards but gets run around by quicker ones so you know him and Keane could could have a good afternoon knocking them out of each other um the the other player who they think will he who, who's most is the look-alike and uh, it's, this is the ghost of lincoln past sean raggett who's on loan from from norwich he played for that lincoln team that roughhoused us a few years ago in the FA Cup um, they think he is eventually they'd like, to, they'd like him to become permanent there if they could um, they said in a couple he's not been fit he's, they, they, a few of them have been carrying knocks and um, he's been in and out of the team as a consequence but they reckon he will be fit enough he's an ankle injury in September but they said in a couple of weeks he'll be fit enough to kick one or two about properly um, and yeah, another one as well won't he Exactly, and another one from the school of Lincoln. He's good at attacking headers. So you can remember him and Matt Reed. There's a name. Oh. Um, so yes, yeah. still there, isn't he, Matt Reed? Still there. Oh, he the is. Everton game. He's still there. He's still there. <laughs> yeah. God, if ever there was a unit, um, bless him. Um, but anyway, so that's so they're the two kind of slow and steady. But um, but Semi Ajayi is has been a regular as well. He can actually switch out to right back as well. And a lot of them are actually a lot of them would love to see him in midfield because when he makes has his mad moments and basic errors, if you make them in midfield you've got the back four behind him to actually cover. But when he makes them as a centre back then things go haywire. This was talked about back in August. I remember Ben and I we did the preview show was one of the first ones we did and they'd only played Brentford at that stage. So that was the only game we had to go on. They were thumped, didn't they as well? It was Brentford in the sunshine in August, you do not want to go there. There was, it was 5-1. Um, but Ajay does have mad moments where he passes the ball straight to opponents. He will do that occasionally. But they actually think he could play out wide because he's very good at receiving the ball. Generally, he's comfortable with the ball. He's got a, he's got, he's, he's, he likes to play and he will take a touch. He's that type of defender. But um, but anyway, the other player who might come, and they have been pairing these two lately, is a guy called Clark Robinson. Robertson. Clark Robertson, get the surname right, forgive me. Um, he's got, he's ex and he was a free agent signing from Blackpool in the summer and he's come into the team he's been quite a regular and they see him as a good long-term prospect he could be the ultimate him, him and Ajayi is the kind of the two-year plan I would say Left, left-sided yep. good, but the thing he has got is pace 
he's able to cover and he's steady calm and composed as well sorry rich we're going to say I was sorry just gonna, sorry it was yeah. it was just a thought on ajay and woods and, and i was mm. recalling the game the the one nil game back from mm. from august and how caden jackson came on i think that was his debut as well because i think he signed in the same week um, yeah and how they sussed him out really quickly actually yeah um, mm. and that was quite a good pairing ajay where they seem to have good understanding ajay i think a bit more mobile would have been yeah. more smart so the, the first yeah. yard is in the head and because yeah. Jackson was so isolated as a one up top, I think yeah. they figured him out quite quickly. So, but Ragger, as we've said, um, if he's fit, Norwich, mm. he might fancy it, mightn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be more the the kind of trying to relive that that those ghastly two cup oh. matches. <laughs> God, yeah. Yeah, not going the anniversary there. of those actually. Yeah, yeah just uh, the fullbacks. Say, sorry, go on. Yeah, uh, just briefly on Lincoln, I remember when we played them. I was because oh, I said, "Oh God, a non-league team. The forums are going to be really quiet." And I went over there, and they were as busy as hell. They had lots to say. They were full of it, and they were all they were having this storming season in the in the conference, and everybody was getting involved. And I had more material than I knew how to work with. I was trying to sift it all. And I thought, "Oh, this is really reassuring." But I have to say, after being on there for about for the first game and then they'd drawn and then came the second game I was happy to say goodbye to them they were just so full of themselves and so oh, not really? in a nasty way they, no they were just so up for everything it isn't life brilliant and we're beating the world and I was thinking oh, oh god go away yeah come <laughs> exactly. on let's bring it down to our level <laughs> yeah, absolutely you know well, you need a bit of cynicism in the world sometimes now, I, never, no, I just remember that from Lincoln it was a unique thing I just thought oh god thank god they're not in our league you couldn't handle that twice a season you really couldn't but um, stop being well, so happy let's, everyone yeah <laughs> well let's, let's not look, as I said the ghost of Lincoln past let's hope it isn't the ghost of Lincoln future anyway yeah oh, fullbacks well, fullbacks season, yeah. Sorry, moving, on, moving on moving on to fullbacks yes. moving on to fullbacks um, so so Mattock and Viner played mm. in August. Yeah, Mattock is grown into the season, no question. They like him. Um, Ex Sheffield Wednesday, I think Leicester and West Brom too. He's, yeah, he's had a good, yeah, good. Yeah, he's uh, one thing I'll say. Warren about them, they do play this very solid shape of two lines of four, and that sometimes a four and a five if if it comes to it. If they're sort of battening the hatches down, but they do. Warren does like his full, his fullbacks to get forward. That's very much part of the model and Mattock does fit in with that he's he definitely likes to join it attacks he does occasionally have though he they call they call them where are where am I moments where he'll suddenly stop and realize oh right, right. hang on now let's go look around okay right okay oh, all oh, right hang on and that usually involves having to leg it back pretty quickly yes. um but um he can get drawn out of position and dawdle on the ball but um generally solid um allowing for a few iffy spells but um but generally he's um they're happy he's kind of blossomed as the season has gone on Zach Viner on the other hand um <laughs> yeah he oh he's there's he's a he's got a mistake in him this guy but uh, this lovely quote we should send him back to Bristol City he's on loan from Bristol City he's on loan from the Robins we should send him back to Bristol City and get Josh Emmanuel back he's a far superior player that oh, did raise the, that raise that did raise the questions of the fact that in fact we have three right backs at the moment in the club am i wrong yeah yes and and we're playing one of them that's fine i'll leave it at that yes. um and we're regularly sticking with the one but that's a quite that's a real conundrum it's a bit like donassian what's what are we like lambert to be fair this came up lambert sees donassian as a center back yeah that's, i'm that's, not sure that's... he rates him at all actually i think that's code for i don't <clears> think he's up to it right um because i don't I, think he fancied him at villa Maybe we're all wrong. I don't know. It's maybe we're all wrong. But Josh Emanuel's another one. He he's got a medal from you know, he got promoted with them. He's got a League One cha- championship medal, you know, so forget so forgot... he could blame Hurst for that. I don't know why yeah. Hurst didn't give him a chance. Because yeah. he should yeah. have known him 
for yeah. the League One, shouldn't he? Um, he should have, yeah. I'm disappointed. I, I think Josh Emmanuel is probably going to end up leaving the club. Actually, he might get a chance if we go down, but um, yeah. I feel really hard, yeah, that he's been hard done by because a couple of iffy games here and there, Yeah. but five good ones and one bad one, he's bombed out of the team. Mick did that at the Brighton game, didn't he? We talked about that yeah. before. I feel really sorry yeah. for Josh Emmanuel. I think he could do a job for us at right back right now, but yeah. Well, again, he he, he, he offers that he offers that athleticism that we need, mm. and given and I just I know put it this way: if we if we have a right back in the club who's already having moments where he completely switches off, I don't think Josh Emmanuel could necessarily do any worse. Exactly we we'll leave it at right. that, and we'll, yeah, we we'll leave, leave it there. But talking about right back switching off, we have Zach Viner. Now, um, this guy is this. He always stands a yard off his man and usually invites across. I just I was to say Nutson's face did come into my head when I heard, when I read that one. Um, but uh, he is another modern day fullback who likes to push forward, but he loses con- concentration for ten minutes every day, every game. And the killer comment was, you could put a brick wall in front of Viner to mark and he would still get that on the wrong side of it. So, um, which is, God, we can be, fans can be, they can be horrible about their own I players. The imagery, but, uh, though, yeah, exactly, you know, the, you know, the ultimate static player and you still end up on the wrong side. Um, plan B, and I don't think he'll play because he's been, he hasn't, there's, a, there's been a fitness issue with him all season. I think he's had an ongoing hamstring problem is B- Billy Jones. And Ben and I talked about oh, this. this Sunderland. He, yeah. Sunderland, yes. The famous comment was he, play, he, he played against Bristol City because Viner was obviously parent club. He couldn't play. And he got a red card, but it, was because, it wasn't a malicious one. It was two yellows because of lack of fitness. Oh, he he caught. He put what well, the second was a pullback. The first one was he caught someone late, not maliciously, but it was it was a tug and it was a it was a yellow. Yeah, but it wasn't a. It was a bit. Um, it was. Uh, it, 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 there was nothing nasty about it. Um, now the famous comment for him was back in Sunderland last year when they were just savaging their players, and they talked. To, one of their Sunderland fans talked about seeing a Greg's carrier bag blowing around the pitch with a better positional sense than Billy Jones. Oh, which, poor Billy. Uh, the poor Billy. Really, I quite liked him at West Brom. I thought he was quite a good player. But... Yeah, he was a free agent. They they got yeah, in, but. You could see why they wanted him as well, because he could offer some experience, whereas Viner is, Viner really is the epitome of rawness. So I don't know, in terms of getting change, you know, out of them, if, um, you know, if you have, um, you know, just looking at, if we do play Quaner and Dawkins, you'd have Dawkins going up possibly on the left against Viner, and Quaner would actually give Matter quite a good get, you know, suddenly we're looking, if solid, decent left back, suddenly we could actually get, we could actually turn him over, whereas you know, possibly um, with Green Edwards, you'd say, well, less likely, you know, with oh, someone especially like Especially after Saturday showing. Yeah, yeah. Quaner going up against him. That's interesting. Is he, was he another one? Let's loop back into that. I'm trying to work out who the players Lambert was talking about who felt didn't necessarily have a long-term view, time, uh, uh, a, long, in, a long-term yeah. future in the club. Exactly. And it seems it's not necessarily players who did anything obviously bad, but is it a question of players who didn't actually establish place their personality on the game because yeah i thought that i i had expectations of green when i saw he was playing because he's been kind of bombed out of the team had a really good start Mm. to the season but has really flattered to deceive since um probably september october onwards um had moments didn't he i think he had okay game at swansea um he did (laughs) nothing of note at all on saturday um, yeah. there were a few moments where he started kind of doing one of those mazy dribbles and maybe beat one man and then Accrington figured him out they got three men around the ball and he had nowhere mm. to go didn't Definitely. release the ball either and I and I didn't want to I don't like calling out players on the pod but I tried to do it on su- Sunday on, in a very subtle way but 
I wouldn't be surprised if Gwion Edwards, we don't see a huge amount of him yeah. for the remainder of the season, particularly because we brought in Dawkins, Kwana, we've got Lancaster, who's who's who's, a, who's contributing more now, isn't he? Um, yeah. And Sears can play out there too. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Gwion Edwards bombed out, and I wouldn't be surprised if that comment might include him. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's... um. Yeah, it's because I wondered with, whether Pearl Flynn Downs was one myself, because again, you were looking for somebody who was going to impose themselves on the game, and you sense Downs tried to impose himself, but it possibly did it in an inexperienced way and imposed himself yeah. in the wrong way. Yeah, because yeah. Joe was saying, I don't know if, if I had this chat with Joe. Um... And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process at the game or it was part of the chat mm. he was saying that um, Downs has had those moments before in, in youth football and Luton fans I think used to talk about it as well Yeah, um, that he, he'd got a red card in him because he's, yeah. he's you know the red mist descends the, the feistiness and, yeah and you'd have thought that given he's he's played for Luton and had a, a loan there half a season loan I think it was that's right um, yeah. but he would have figured that one out that <laughs> yeah. League One players will find any because you know, on a football footballer to footballer basis, Downs has probably got the best pedigree, having come through our academy, than someone who's maybe come up through the leagues. Um, yeah. But if you can find a mental edge, or you can put them off the game, oh yeah, um, then they'll take that, won't they? And, yeah, and I just... don't think he was, it wasn't particularly crude what they were doing to Downs. But it, it, yeah, I'd say he, he's been alright, Downs. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he's got a pivotal role to play, but he's he's got to get his head sorted out. Definitely. Yeah. It's because it opponents will work on that as well. It's that thing of strength taken to excess, isn't it? Sometimes that can become a weakness where you're good. At, you know, you've one aspect to your game that the team needs, but if you over yeah, exactly, if you overdo it, then it suddenly it can rebound on you. And there'll be a silly free yeah. kick conceded every game yeah. from Downs as well. That's something I've started yeah. to notice recently as well. Um, yeah. Let's go back mm-hmm. to to Rotherham and let's talk about their midfield. Um, yep. So for the for the away defeat, um, 
it was a four, it was another bank of four. I think it was Taylor at right mid with Volks Palmer central mid and Newell out on the left. Yeah. Um, but there is he's Warren's he's brought in a couple. So Ryan <coughs> Manning and I've forgotten Tao's first name. You'll have yeah. to help me out there. Rich, R- Richie, Richie, Richie Tao. Tao yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Those have come in subsequently. Um, but he's he's lacking options there, isn't he? And there's a bit of a makeshift. Yeah. Style to uh, yeah. The it, they've effectively it's it's a it's a lot of fans describe it as a four five one. They've got um, as I say, Volks and Palmer, and they've got three central at uh, central midfielders. But something that's been frustrating the fans is with Manning and Tal were both players who could break forward. They were had more of a touch of the playmaker about them and could actually link up with the striker. Um, but with um, uh, one's gone back to Queen's Park Rangers, one is suspended, so therefore they're having to improvise. And Warren has come up with what he calls the three wingers. Well, the fans are calling it the three winger system, and they really they hate it. It's like they Keane's back hate four it. of centre backs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, it's exactly that. Actually, that's a good way of putting it. It's 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 hideous. They um they they really it really really frustrates them. The um what they're saying about it, it's uh it's bizarre and it doesn't work because they end up sitting too deep. It lacks imagination and creativity and it's too light in midfield rather than having a playmaker by playing a winger through the centre. It doesn't, it's almost a mirage. It doesn't give you anything. And the other thing is that wingers are better off. They're out in the wing because they've got more space to play with. You drop them into the centre, there's traffic all around them, yes. particularly in that, in that number 10 type role. And it's, um, it, they just get snarled up. Presumably there's drifting out of position as well because actually yeah. there's a role for a mid- central midfielder to defend as well, isn't there? Yes, so presumably there is. that they're not so hot mm. on that stuff too. Yeah, this, it's, 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 that's less of a concern, okay. but it's the, it's this, but it, but it is there definitely, um, but it's more the it's more the, the the lack of support to the striker because they're whereas as a winger it, it, there's less tactical sophistication to it in a way. You've got two options: you go wide or you cut in. When you're playing as a playmaker, the level of vision. Is, that's needed and the level of anticipation you're trying to work out where the spaces are going to come in a much wider way and um, it's, a, it's a whole different even though you're only 10 yards away you're playing a whole different game um, the, let's deal with the central midfielders the, the kind of guys who will be more inclined to sit um, and they're fairly straightforward Will Volks scored an absolute thunderbolt of a free kick against Preston um, and he calmed the team down uh, he's, um, he's, uh, ex- he's he was actually he's not, he's not Scottish he came from Falkirk he's I think he came up through Tranmere. I think he's Liverpoolian, but um, he's from that neck of the woods anyway. He's um, but he does the simple stuff well. The criticism of him is the Hollywood passes; they drive them mad. He just he he, he seems nice. to have yeah. He'll throw. He just has this moment, this beatific vision, and off he'll, he'll play something, and it just does. And often it can rebound because it can just be it can be telegraphed. And an opponent suddenly gets a 25-yard telegraph ball, and therefore they're effectively in possession and in space, yep. and you suddenly and you can you can be in trouble. Um, so that's one criticism. But Volks is he's a, he's the steady Eddie of the midfield. Matt Palmer's interesting. He's expert in Albion. And um, now, how old is Palmer? He is what 23, um, and he they see him. He's one of these players who's really good. Um, with the ball, he's tidy. He doesn't waste possession. Works hard, but without the ball, he's more problematic. He's lightweight. He doesn't. He can't boss it physically. They talk about him having trouble breaking out of a paper bag, that kind of thing. You know, very, yeah. very. He's he's, <coughs> he's he's good with the ball in the middle, 
and he'll free Volks to find better shooting positions. So he'll, he acts as a, fo- a foil to Volks in that sense. But when there are teams coming through against him, he can, you know, he can be a bit, he can be a bit lightweight, and they literally just, they'll just, they'll just lightweight, indecisive, and ineffective was the word they'd used. So they're the two that they both played back in August. But the other player who needs mentioning, and this, or anybody who's going to be a Portman Road, keep an eye out for this guy, Ben Wilds youth product teenager the key comment they said about him was he is for now not the future he's um they really really like him um he was their man of the match against manchester city they think he's a box-to-box midfielder in his nature um but that he's kind of he's very energetic and up and down rather than a net and a playmaker but this was an absolute telling comment they said he ran through some of the manchester city players as if they did not exist wow so the High fearlessness, praise, yeah. the fearlessness of youth as well. Yeah. They think they think he could grow into one of the best players they've produced in a long time. Early days, but let's keep an eye. They think the one other little thing they picked out was his touch. They think he's got a really lovely touch. He was scoring goals for fun apparently in their under twenty threes before he broke into the team. But um, he's been. I think he might have. Um, He's been used as a bench option as well, I think, earlier in the season. But they actually think he's the breakthrough player. There was One of them thought that it was going to be Matt Palmer. But in fact, it looks like Wilds is the one who's going to come through. So that's starter, the starter, do you think? Yeah, <coughs> I would say so. Absolutely. I'm just looking who, what's he started recently. If he's man of the he's match, start- or been yeah. man of the match he's, from Saturday. He's, he's, he started the last three, actually. He started Bristol City. He started Preston and he started against Man City. So, yeah, no, he'd watch out for him. It's just one of those players. That, a bit like when Madison came over from Norwich that time. A bit unheralded. We were, nobody was thinking about him. But, in fact, he turned out to be the most eye-catching player. So, um, keep an eye out for him. Out, on, out wide... Um, now, there's an interesting mix. They've got four wingers, so they're not short on numbers. Um, um, and it's a question of who's going to come through the middle. Williams is the classic. Ryan Williams is right winger. He's a danger man, energetic, decent feet, lots of pace, great engine. Harry's attacks and is everywhere. But he never looks like he's going to score. <laughs> he's, a, he's a classic. It's the end product again. It's I was the about old to thing. say, I'm looking yeah. through the goals from their midfield, and there are not yeah. many. And I'm looking mm. at Richie Tao's got three. Yeah. Um, Taylor's got two, and I think yeah. that's about it. So yeah. Yeah. it's about creativity rather than getting on the end of stuff, isn't it? It is, yeah. He's um, they like him, but it drives them out because they they um, Warren tries to play him through the middle, and they actually think he is the one. He's he Warren says he likes William in the number ten position, but not many people agree. He's stifled in the centre role. It was what we were talking about a little bit earlier. They'd prefer him out wide however they would prefer to see john taylor um come in through the middle um he's um because he's more um he's he's a keen and willing worker um he can't actually put in a cross he's actually very poor defensively um but they think they would see him in a free role because he has got pace and he could cause more problems than williams he's got a little bit more imagination to him they keep you know he's, he seems it sounds like he shouldn't be a winger from the way they describe him he's so quick and gets in all the right positions but does nothing with the ball in the end um he lacks now when defending and there's not enough variation to his attacking game out wide so hard to know it's um but i wouldn't be surprised if taylor is out wide and williams is in is is playing through the centre. Um, Anthony Ford is the other. If they do with this three, if they go with this three um, winger so approach, Millwall. 
um, didn't have Miss Millwall. Let me check. I had him as Walsall. Um, no, no, Ford is the goalkeeper for Millwall. Oh, that was it. Sorry, yeah. That's it. No, no, he was he was the one who was Shay Givens understudy for eight hundred and twenty four years. Um, never got a game. It was really he did in the end. Given eventually, eventually decided to retire, probably a bit too late as well. But no, um, Ford is um, no Wolves and Walsall. He's he is Irish again. He's 25, 25 year old winger. He's on the left. Um, is now they think this is a rather odd thing. They praise this guy to bits for his defensive work. Um, they re- I've never seen anything like it. Our best ringer when it comes to defending and covering back, and he put, does have a good dead ball delivery. But he's um, it's all about the, the you know the work he does in supporting his fullback. And, you know, ad, ad nauseum. I'm thinking, well, if he's that good, what's he doing as a winger? You know, yeah. I, I, and the, the the unspoken bit they said. I wonder if there's a question mark about his pace. None of them said it, but what they did talk about was that when he does come on, if he doesn't start or when he plays, it tends to invite more pressure and it totally omits our chance to break out quickly. So I wonder if there's a question mark about his pace. Maybe but he end could up being a fullback. Yeah, he could end up. Yeah, he could be or a wing back. He could be one of those players who can shore up a side of the pitch. But they're very. He's very conscious. And the other player, and this is the other odd one, Joe Newell, um, because he's only, I was looking at checking his age, he's, I think he's 25, ex-Peterborough obviously, um, and uh, the, the problem with him is I think he's actually a decent playmaker, but he's not very, very quick, so he could be the one to switch into the centre, but the common thing that comes up is about, one of them said, why is, why is Newell completely exhausted after about 60 minutes? Something isn't right there. This happens all the time. He's very anonymous when he starts, but he's got a good 20 minutes in him. And he has got real championship quality, even if it is occasionally hit and miss. But he, for some bizarre reason, he can't keep it going for more than 20 minutes in a game. It's really for... And I was looking up thinking, oh, he must be 33 or 34. He's not. He's mid-20s. So that's wow. an interesting one. I, I seem to recall... I think he had a couple of shots, long-range efforts, I think. Yeah, from that one nil game, that yeah. that rings a bell there. Um, mm-hmm. Then up, up front, there was a two in the game in August. It was um, Cole Vassell and yeah. um, Matt Smith. Michael, oh, what, yeah, yeah Matt Michael. Smith? No, no, Michael. Michael, Michael Smith. Smith. Michael Smith. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. scored the yeah. goal? Um, <coughs> he did. I, I listened back to the the previous preview show, and <coughs> you, <coughs> excuse me, and I think you used the phrase. Um, or similar, um, good touch or good feet for a, for a big for a big unit for a big guy. And his feet were quick, weren't they, for the goal? Actually, it didn't yeah. drop to him. But I think that was something that you read that the the Rotherham fans said about him. Yeah, that is that is really weird because that's what I've written down here. Actually, yeah, that's what the, I said that is prescient. That really is. He's um he's it, there's a touch of Daryl Murphy about him. Actually, they say as well. He works hard. You know, a one man band alone up front. One of the things that frustrates him, and this is something to watch out for, is he will drift wide to pick up a long ball that's played through to him if they're trying to break, if they're trying to relieve pressure because they will they will go long obviously as a holder player. But the problem is he goes wide for the ball and then there's nobody breaking through the centre. Mm. And so therefore, he ends up he's out there wide with the ball, and he's kind of waiting for it, and you know, looking at his watch, seeing if anybody's going to put in an appearance he's, or he yeah, can do something with it. No yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. He's um, but he's very selfless, um, and he will. He he's 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 he's, he's so reminded me of Murph the way they described him. He is much. They think he needs a quicker striker to play alongside him. He does need a foil to work off, but utterly selfless. His hold of play is good, but he ends up on his own, endlessly chasing a lost cause. Um, he's, co- one of the, he's come through the lower leagues, I think Swindon, Portsmouth. I was trying to remember if he played in the cup game against us. I don't think he did. But Barry was his most recent team. Fossil, as I say, the two who you would... I don't think... these There's two 
players who are technically strikers who could play with him in a more withdrawn role but I'm not sure either we're going to feature a quick mention to each because they're both very similar there's Jamie Proctor who came from Bolton and then there's Kyle Vassell who did play in that game He's got They're no both, goals yeah. so far this season. By the no, way. no. But both of them have had injury problems. Proctor's hip, Vassal's groin. And I think, but both have a similar type. They're both aggressive in your type players. That's the way they operate. They, they're players who put themselves around and um, they'll rough teams up, make a nuisance of themselves, that type of thing. Um, but both of them, they may feature. If they do, I would think it would be off the bench at most. But um We'll see. As I say, you know, players obviously keep that stuff very, very much under wraps, so we've no idea. So, so they're the plan Bs. But it's very much about Michael Smith up front. That's yeah. the that that's where the real. So we, real we think point. likely a four-five-one of some kind. Yeah, so four-four-five-one with a with with a winger in the middle. Or possibly, I just can Wilds play in the middle because even if he is box to box, he could be he could be the player to break forward. Maybe that's, as a number ten, perhaps. Yeah, as well. That's a number ten to link as well. Yeah. yeah. And how they set it up, yeah. Um, so, inter- so inter- interesting to look at. There's, um, yeah, as I say, very much hard to be. Don't be surprised if it's a KG one. Don't be surprised if it starts out quietly. If that's possible, because that's what they will set out to achieve. So, um, hopefully, we can get in amongst them early and just not knock that central gravity out of place. And then suddenly, you know, hopefully, one or two goals up. That would be the hope. It's um, on us, isn't yeah, it? We have it to is take on the us, yeah. yeah. Um, you have just a quick mention, Rich. Your shirts, because mm. this is a good time to mention them. If we can actually get, if we can land a blow yeah, on them, yeah, two playoff shirts. So yes, um, indeed. This one is, um, this is from the four-three victory against Rotherham Hormone Road, where Paul Hurst played for Rotherham, and I th- and I God, think that was ju- the Jamal Campbell Rice game. Yes, um, but I think it all but relegated Rotherham that season. Um, yeah, and this one is from the fourteen fifteen season. I think that's our last yeah. home win. It's our last win over them. Because yeah. actually, if you recall, we lost one nil. Leon Best scored in yeah. the last time. I think we played in Pullman Road. So yeah, um, and Mick did them a favour. No, that's a joke. Um, so yeah, some some uh, Rotherham <laughs> victories behind us. Yes, um, indeed. One thing I was going to say, we're recording this kind of midweek. Um, usually it's it's a little bit later in the week. There was some chat on the local press for Rotherham that they might make signings before the weekend, but there's no names as yet been mentioned so um mm. hopefully nothing for two fundamental changes but um that's the rotherham team um thank you for that harry um and let's talk about daryl's team shall we this combined Indeed. 11 we have two 11s we yep. have a 22 um so we're gonna have a face-off um, yes. have you got them <coughs> I've got you. them. I've got them up in front of me here. Yep, I do indeed. So starting off, goalkeepers, we've got St- Scott Loach and David Stockdale. Uh, there, he's going to kind of gone. There's an A and a B-ish team. I think that's the way the way Daryl set it up. I, I sensed. I don't know if he was going for Loachy, but I would probably have Stockdale myself over Loach. Yep. But uh, yeah, okay. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Yep. Um, r- right backs, there was Josh Emmanuel. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Here he is, indeed, funnily enough. And because uh, uh, so I think Ben suggested, you know, he said, I expected to see him in there. So you know, ever, ever diligent, Daryl made sure he was in. Um, and uh, Zaki Friars was the other one. I'd, I'd go with Josh over Zaki Friars. I think Friars is, is, is flaky. On the left side, um, a, a Troy Brown versus Danny Collins. I think that might have been, was that a needs must, Danny at left back? Possibly. I thought Danny Collins yeah. was a left back. Well, no, you're right. No, you're right. No, forgive Troy me. Brown me. Is but... Troy Brown. No, no. It's. Um, we have to. The, the, these ones are the, the left back ones. Were a conundrum for me. Mm. Colin. What are you mm. thinking? 
No, I'm just trying to work out which would be the best one to play. Probably Collins. I would, I would go Collins, I think. Yeah, you go Collins, yeah. Okay. The be, be, uh, no, the centre-backs industrial. Is, they're very industrial. No, when, when, we get <laughs> on the, when we get on to the strikers, there's a memorable strike pairing coming up. So you've got Richard Naylor, Brian Gale, Chris Wales, and Phil Whelan. Phil Whelan, is not like a footballer to me. But <laughs> one of those ones who just doesn't look like a footballer. Yeah, yeah. It's got a nailer and gale. It's got to be. I would have thought you myself. Okay. So I thought. I thought I'd have thought. But see what people think. Now, uh, <laughs> right midfield. Here's a. Here's the mother of all choices. Grant Ward versus Paul Taylor. <laughs> Paul Taylor probably won't. He'll have a dental issue. Won't play. So exactly. Yeah. He'll so he'll be out. Home. Yeah. I'd. I'd go at Ward on that one every time. Really, to be honest, I don't think you could disagree. And on the other side, there's another weird. These are both of recent vintage. Tom Lawrence versus Ben Pringle is the option there. And again, I think Pringle, I always felt, you thought he, with the hair and everything, you thought, oh, God, this guy could be really interesting and very vibrant, but not really. No, he he did flatter to deceive a bit. Yeah, really. So again, we're going, I think we'll put Tom Lawrence in there. There's no argument, really. Now, the two, this is a, this is a, actually, these two will have played together. Um, you've got Luke Hyam and Grant Ledbetter. And uh, in central midfield. And then the other two were Tumani, Diagaraga, and Paolo Vernazza. I, yeah, I, we had a bit of a chat about Vernazza on the, um, on the mm. on Twitter. Um, <laughs> the big omission there, um, and, and I endorse Daryl's um, omission here, is Tom Adiemi, because I don't think we've seen yeah. him in en- enough in an yeah. exit shirt to include him. Daryl, forgive me for quoting you. I've written down in brackets, Daryl wonders if he exists. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. That kind of you know, he's sort of wandering around in the land of nod. Yeah, was that Anthony Wordsworth was also there. I think he he dropped him out. Darwin didn't like Wordsworth. Wordsworth was one of those players who looked brilliant on the YouTube videos. Do you remember with all the oh, yeah, free the, kicks, the, the set piece, Colchester? Yeah. Oh God, this guy's really good, and uh, didn't quite happen. It was uh, a really it, good book. Um, uh, the um, I'll have to look it up. Um, a book about football scouts. Um, I think it's oh. Michael Calvin, is it? Is it The Forgotten Men or something like that? Yes, it is The Forgotten Men, yeah. Um, that yeah. talks about someone scouting Anthony Wordsworth and saying that um, he kind of is one of those players that is quite happy to be a big fish in a small pond. And so gotcha. as soon as we gambled on him, yeah. not many, I think a lot of teams looked at him <coughs> and didn't mm. go for it. And I think because we were nearby and because it was a low fee, I think that's why we went for it. But he's, yeah, he was very much a League One player, wasn't he? Very happy yeah. to be the big man at Colby. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work out for a bit. Yeah. Mm. Um, the front pair, oh. though, I like the in the in the A team. <laughs> oh, though, just 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 quickly, quickly, Hyman Ledbetter. We're happy with those two as our, our two. So. Yeah, that's a yeah, good mix, yeah, though, isn't it? yeah. That's a good mix. I think that the ones yeah, they're good foils for each other. Yeah, you okay? Go for it. Go go for it. Front pair. Go for it. Well, yep. um, Kiefer Francesco Roberto Moore, Alan <laughs> Lee. Jesus, I'm looking at that thinking that's brilliant. There's a strike pair, those two up front together. My lord, that would be superb. Well, it would be aerial bombardment, wouldn't it? It would be. You have Lawrence coming down the wing, you've got Grant Ward down the other side, you know, Ledbetter as well. He could break forward as well and play a clever diagonal ball into them. It would just, that would, those two, I looked at it and went, bloody hell. You know, those two on the same team sheet together, Lee and Moore, they'd be, they'd work off each other. It would, it would work as well. It really would, those and, two. And in reserve, Connor Salmon, Earl Connor John, Salmon. which I don't Earl 
John. And Le- Leon Best is is there thereabouts as well. No, no, he can say the same about Adiemi for Best. No, nowhere near the team. That guy. No way. No way. Connor Salmon. God, we've talked about this before about Derby fans' reaction to him. If ever there was a player for whom the word ricochet was named, it just, <laughs> but he I've scored. Seen, I've seen. Just, I saw him score uh, against us for Rotherham. Yeah. No, that was the thing. They, they, they said before one of the games. I did the notes and I was having. It was an open goal. One of them was saying that in a pre, it, Rotherham before it was. was it, did he score twice against us? It was. A, oh, it was. A, or was it a two 0 It was a two 0 anyway. But I remember they. Uh, correct us if we're wrong on that, but there was a one of the Rotherham fans before that game talked about him in the warm up, and he was basically a danger to everyone in the stand behind the game. <laughs> you know, he was hitting old ladies, anybody with their bovril. You just didn't go near the place. They said he was absolutely lethal. So I was having a laugh, going, "Ha oh, ha, good old Connor Salmon. That's just what we want to see." And then they, he just went and popped up. I know he scored at least one, if not two, yeah, I think against us. Yeah. And that yeah. was not a good day. Yeah. No, it was not. No. <laughs> so Daryl again has done some amazing homework there. Thank Phenomenal you stuff. Darryl. Yeah. Um, and we'll yeah. ask. And by the time <laughs> this goes out, it'll probably have been retweeted as well. So let us know if we've yeah. missed anyone. There are some. Yeah. Paul Green's another one that didn't get yeah. quite in there. Fraser yeah. Richardson as well. Fraser but, Richardson as well. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Great names. Thank you. Thank you, Daryl. Daryl. Alan Lee and Kiefer Moore. Oh. What we would give for those, probably even now. God, we worth um, money alone for those two. Yeah, great fun. Let's um, <laughs> let's do some questions, Harry. Yeah. Um, oh, this is ironic, given what we've just talked about uh, earlier. Uh, is Flynn's Downs underrated? Asks Arthur Pickthorn. He's 19 years old and playing a key position for a side lacking in confidence and belief, doing a brilliant job for me and a certain future captain. I think we probably have some reservations about that statement, do we? Not sure about the captain yet. He he ha, he has the he does offer the leadership that the team needs, but it's very misdirected at the moment. I wouldn't. I he's a keeper for me. I wouldn't let him go. Um, based on what happened at Accrington, and but the wider game, I think he's long. You know, I think he is a really good long-term prospect. But he needs skews in there. He needs a Jedi. He's a good Padawan. He needs a Jedi in there with him to to, to just to just to give him. Just to ground him, really, I would say more than That's anything else. I, th- no, I, yeah. I think it yeah. was, was it you. I think you asked a question to the flagship show about do we miss Chambers, and yeah. then my answer was I think we missed Scoose actually on yeah. Saturday in Sacrington, and um, hopefully Scoose is back on Saturday. We won't talk about the other midfielder who might may or may not make a return according to Lambert. Um, it's not Addy Amy, but it's the <laughs> other one. Um, so yeah, so I, I think oh. I, I think I agree with Arthur that um, Downs is playing well. Um, still got a yeah. lot to go um, but certainly I think yeah <coughs> underrated I'm not sure Ipswich fans are underrated but no, certainly a lot more to do before perhaps we consider him as captain material yeah. um, Harvey Davies um, given Lambert's post-match Accrington comments regarding some players leaving and the fact we've signed two strikers do you see a future for Jackson or, or could he be on his way out so we talked about Guion Edwards Caden Jackson was a bit isolated I don't think that was his fault on Saturday but no. I think we view Dawkins and Kwana and, and Pilkinson the Pilkinson deal looked like it's fallen through. They're all yeah. wingers, though, aren't they? Rather than forwards, would we say? Yeah. So... Yeah. No, I th- I can't see him going. I could see he's an impact sub. He's an impact sub for me. He is somebody to throw on either as a one or as a two. He could work possibly with Keane. Depends how it works out on the training ground over the next month. I would say. Hmm. Um, but I, 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 given our paucity of firepower up front, and he does have flashes in him. He scored a couple of. He scored. To, we've seen, you know, I saw the Brentford goal, and that was a moment of there was a flash of real quality there. So no, I, I'd I'd want him to stay. I think there is something there, but he was just ruinously served by the four leading goal scorers from last year not being there, and so they're being put in and asked to lead the line himself. That's, Absolutely right. You can't you can't do that. So I think him and Harrison, I'd be I'd be I'm 
I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't let any of them go at the moment. But just to say, we'll see what Lambert does. I think a lot will come out in the training ground. I think once they work together. What's yeah. your thoughts on? So Freddie Sears has now missed um, a couple of really <clears throat> important chances in the, the last two matches. What yeah. do you think of Freddie? I don't think Freddie will be sold. I think he's really important for us. But do you think he might be rested at some point in the near future? Well, with the two who've come in, I can see him being inter um, being switched in with with um, with uh, probably on the left hand side. I would have thought um, with Dawkins. Um, there's a thing with Freddie. In every club he's been, a West Ham fan said this to me. Um, Kevin, he's amazing. He's a West Ham fan. He said Freddie goes to a club. He is brilliant for the first. He'll have a brilliant first couple of months, a brilliant first six months, whatever. He'll go off like a house on fire and then it'll suddenly go quiet. And I wonder whether we've just had a little bit of that now where he's gone out and when he plays instinctively, it all starts happening for him and then he right suddenly goes go, goes in on himself. I, don't, I could be wrong. I could yeah, be no, wrong. It's, a, it's just a theory. Um, I love Freddie. He's utterly... And he was, you know, you know we, we, we have been ill served. I mean, you know... We, the few experienced players we have, like Ward, Skews, have got injured. So, you know, I mean, Freddie was, was Freddie and Bart, I think, were the only two with any real length of experience that you could trust in the, at, at Accrington. So, um, you know, we'll all, we'll all cut Freddie a break. We really will. Um, but I, that, that's the question mark I'd have, whether it's, he's one of the, he's almost, he's a bit like one of those fast bowlers in the Mike Brearley day where you can bring him in for a concentrated spell and then you take him back out again, and then bring him back in again, yeah. so he can, so he that, recalibrate that, and all that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, that's a great shout. Um, yeah, just a thought. Yeah, just no, thought. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, our good friend Benjamin Bloom asks um, if you had to put one Rotherham player into the Ipswich team, who would have the biggest? Um, called punctuation, Ben. Um, who would have the biggest impact on this game? Um, he also makes reference to February the sixteenth. Um, I think something important's happening on the fifth, um, sixteenth of Feb, isn't it? Curve bar indeed. Look, it's just over a month away. Get your tickets; they're selling out now, so it should be really good. After the Stoke game, irrespective of whether Stoke overcome Wolves or not, we're going to go for it anyway. So it should be a really good evening, and a few surprises, and maybe the odd ambush lined up as well. Oh. Let's see how we'll see how the evening goes. It's uh, should be fun one. indeed. Let's yeah. for Shrewsbury. Eh? That's not right. <laughs> yeah. Shrewsbury beating Stoke first yeah. before Wolves. Good point. Good um, point. Yeah, actually, yes. So, I was, <laughs> in terms of good the point. players in the Rotherham team that we might want to, um, yeah. Maybe Smith up front. I was looking at the right back, but we're not massively keen on the right back, are we? Um, I, you, you go Smith. Smith, yeah, that's an obvious one. I have to say, I looked at Rodak. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I looked at I looked at the keeper. I just thought twelve months ago I wouldn't have even gone there, but I just think Rodak. I'd probably have. Thank you very much. Yep, yeah, I'll have you. Yeah. That's my view. Anyway, there we go. End of mm. the pitch. Very good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the question about right backs. Um, yeah, Jack Barham. Or Barham, um, what right back do we get in to replace Spence? Um, and then um, there's a bit of chat about um, Wolfenden's back at the club, I think. Um, yeah. One theory that I've got, Jack, is um, Enciala did okay. We would to talk about maybe him ball watching for the goal, but do you shove Chambers out at right back, maybe? Or is he going to keep going with Spence? Well, Chambers doesn't have the legs now that he had when he was out there last. But the thought that thought flashed across me when you asked the question. I said, if if he's not going to play Donassian out there, if he's not going to play um, Josh Emmanuel, possibly. But the problem is, you take Chambers out of the heart of the defence, and then you don't have him in the heart of the defence, and he does provide that stability. I don't know who else is. I haven't. I don't know who else we're scouting there. But I would scout a right back if none of the 
two and a half that we have, assuming Donathian isn't one, I'd call him a half a one. If they're not up to it, because Spence certainly isn't. I, I don't know why he doesn't give Emmanuel a run. I really don't. Because if, if it is a question of just having absent-minded moments, well, we, we already have one of those. And, uh, yeah. Um, At yeah. least one again. Yeah, yeah. But as I say, we don't know what's going on in the training ground, so we don't know how Josh is doing. But um, he's, you know, he's, he's, he, he didn't just do it over a flash of games, over three or four. He did it over a whole season at Rotherham. And they would have him back, being no doubts. Yeah. Do you mm. think um, Gherkin or Bart? I, I, don't, I don't think Bart did a huge amount wrong in the game, but would you stay loyal to Gherkin? I th- fundamentally, I think Bart is a better natural goalkeeper than Gherkin. I think he is. He's. He's. He, but if if there was that rotation, you could put put Gherks back in again. Yeah, it's it's um, I've. But it, it's a it's a hard question to answer, actually, Rich, when you ask us. Um, because both of them have question marks over them. As I said, I'd happily have Rotek over the bear with them yeah. at the moment, <laughs> given their current form. So, um, probably. As loyalty to Gherkin and not wanting to rock the boat, if he is the league choice at the moment, put Gherks back in again. Yeah. But um, yeah, I know mm. I wouldn't be um, massively surprised if Spence is at right back on Saturday. Everyone, um, yeah. Phil Marshall, um, Paul Lambert has clearly had to lower the quality of his January targets. Do you think this is due to budget constraints from Evans um, or availability of the targets, or mm. the targets lack of desire to move to us? I'd say it's more the latter than the former because given that we're spending, we've already got, what we said said it earlier, it's the ninth, we've already got four players in. We're not, that would suggest to me that we're not being tight on the money, that we're prepared to meet people. And I think Pilkington, the only reason he didn't come to us again was for geographical reasons rather than financial yeah. reasons. So the I, financial package is better, yeah, actually, than we were yeah, on. Um, yeah. I, th- I, th- I do think, um, to be fair to Evans, he is trying to unpick the mistake he's made. But um, in that sense, um, yeah, I, I think it's more players looking to want to come to us. We were joking about Quaner earlier, but he's obviously he's obviously a, a bit of an original. But he's obviously got lots of personality, and he would he's the type of player who would relish coming here and you know going down in Ipswich folklore if he can actually dig us out of this mess or can play a part in it. So I think it's more that than it's it's more it's more our perilous state trying to attract players necessarily rather than rather than financial. Mm. Um, our good friend Mrs. Nuts um, do you th- both think we could have won the Atkinson game had it been played I saw this question hello Mrs. Nuts hi belated happy new year no um, um, I, my, my instinctive response when I saw that was no we'd have drawn the home game and lost the replay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It would have been a one-all draw, and we'd have lost one nil there. Again, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been Lincoln again. It'd be lost there on a Tuesday night, and it would have been live on the bloody BBC. They'd have taken it. So uh, no, that that's that's a that that answer was got kept straight into my head. That I have to say. <laughs> Sorry. A couple more of these. Um, are, mm. are let's um, um, shout out to Mullet, who I met up in the pub um, before Atkinson, and Mark as well. Um, if owners relegate clubs, um, mm-hmm. that's a we're going to get that on t-shirts. So I don't know if you heard that on Sunday. Um, the Harry from Bath quote. Um, how pressing that is. Um, um, do teams resemble their managers? Lambert has taken over a small, weak, inexperienced shambles of a team. Um, he doesn't mention Paul Hurst's name there. But um, <coughs> when will it look like him? He seems to be adding, adding presence and potential. Um, no one else wants... Uh, oh, let me read this properly. He seems to be adding presence and potential no one else wants. Is that all he has to offer us? Not sure whether there's some words missing there that I 
didn't want. But the, in terms of Lambert fashioning the team in his own image, do you think he's getting there with these signings? Um, yeah, he's, we, we said this before about him, that he's trying to get the team playing in a certain model, a certain style of play. And ultimately, the manager, that he will... Ultimately, the team reflects the personality of the manager. It has to. That's the way it operates. When it starts working brilliantly is when the owners totally synchronise in on it. And that's why Wolves are doing so well in the top flight at the moment. You've got the Portuguese model of the owners, Mendes, whatever you say about him, um, the manager and then the players all working to the same philosophy. It's the same at Manchester City. It's the same at Barcelona. When you get dysfunction at any of those points, it can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And And they say, going back to the Lambert point, he is definitely trying to forge a team in with his personality. Normally, it takes managers three windows. So you, you, that's why you get cut Lambert so much slack because it, he's he's trying to w- w- work with the mess he's inherited, the bits of broken pot on the floor, and he's putting them back, gluing them back together again. So you can even see we're only at the 9th of January, and you can already see the the, the formation of something with an identity taking taking place. But um, even if these players are gone in the summer we have a sense of direction. There was a question about um, whether Lambert, given he's starting to build a team, would leave. Because um, it's still not still not 100% watertight that he's going to stay, is it? Um, would you say that the more scope he's given in January to strengthen and the more he gets used to the club, the more likely he is to stay, Harry? I'm more optimistic than I was a week ago because um, <clears throat> Evans is definitely going out of his way to back him. Mm. I think he is. Um, and in that sense... Um, I'm hopeful. He walked from Blackburn over money. He had a release call. So he just said, you're not backing me. I'm out of here. And that's the following season they went down. And I think Evans has no choice but to desperately, he's, he's got to hold on to him because, you know, the thought of this summer, if we do drop and without Lambert, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, I'm, that, that, that would really worry me. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. A couple more bits and pieces. Um, tricky bit, tricks, and this isn't a question. Actually, it is a question. Um, I want to know if Ronnie Moore is managing Daryl's combined Ipswich 11. Um, I, I love this in there. It's a great shout. Um, I joked that um, Daryl had called up Ronnie Moore to ask if he was up for it. Um, and he said yes. And then it turned out that he wasn't eligible. Um, uh, so uh, thank you for bringing that one up. Tricky Matrix yeah. and poor old yeah. Ronnie Moore. Eh? Uh, um, he's, uh, he's, he's, great, he's greatly admired by the club, though. Let's say I'm, that. I'm, it, yes, uh, I'm sure he's yeah. doing a very good job wherever he is. Um, yeah. And I want to know the person who's got a good cheap shanks impression. I'm not I'll ask you to do yours, Harry. Um, final question from um, Tim, our mate Tim. Um, there's a loaded question here. If you could have one listener at the live event who can't make it because of Sky, who would it be? Um, I think you want us to say you, don't you, Tim? So we'll say you. Um, Tim, no question. Um, Rotherham, um, will we get a Man City backlash? Um, thoughts on, on... I think they've disregarded the Man City game as a one-off, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. The, the comments... There hasn't been much said on their site. The, the general tone was that the real game the real business is against Ipswich it was almost like a jolly just see, see what happens you know let's go out and have a day out lovely brand you new know, stadium, big stadium and, big stadium yeah. and it's all it's all a bit of fun <clears throat> but it was not they didn't they they half took it seriously and the fact that they they, they played with a good a good shape they had to the previous game to the Preston win was a 1-0 defeat at Bristol City when they were very competitive until Richie Tao got sent off after um, Billy Jones got sent off. So they were reduced to nine men. And that's when Adam Webster scored the late winner for Bristol City. But they played with real personality in that game, the same tough not to crack approach as they did against Preston. We will get that again. I think the the City game was just a, an irrelevance from their point of view. I think if anything, Accrington may have done our confidence more damage than, than the, the Man City game did um, for 
for um for, uh, for Rotherham. Yeah. 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 Mm. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, let's do some plugs. I've got a couple of um, announcements and, and um, mm. housekeeping. Um, uh, boots to Africa. The um, the guys that um, collect um, footy shirts and football boots and send them over um, to kids in Africa. They're doing a collection um, this weekend in the fan zone. They're there from <laughs> one o'clock um, on Saturday and they're collecting donations for um, for Astro boots, trainers, any kits or anything football equipment anything like that um go and find the guys in the fan zone um yeah and that's something that um the beat has supported in the past as well so uh, yes. yeah. yeah do look those guys up on twitter it's <coughs> boots to africa um with two with the number two um but yeah they'll be at the fan zone on saturday um from 1 p.m and also um, making a reappearance um on saturday are the folks at turnstile blues um the 19th um issue edited by um our good friend steve moore um and it's as positive as they could make it um it's still um still a quid and as i said last time i think when we did a plug for turnstile blues i don't think you can get anything for a quid and a nice tangible physical thing a fanzine that exists in 2019 is a good thing as well um the main articles talk about um evans and this continued lack of visibility and um, there's a chat with the guys from blue action who um are mm -hmm. trying to improve the atmosphere and have been invited to the um, training ground by paul lambert to try and boost the kind of atmosphere on match days um they talk about the um the tickets um final ticket purchase thing that happened at west brom um that uh, carl fuller led um some prospects of what <laughs> faced us post relegation should it happen and um, there's some stuff about football and gambling as well but Tesla Blues are really yeah really useful really good fanzine been asking mm -hmm. some really good questions for quite some time and um, give them your support I think it sold out really quickly last time so one pound they're usually around the Sir Alf Ramsey statue um, so go and find them sometimes they might rock up at some of the pubs as well but definitely outside the ground um, so go and catch those guys there Harry do you want to do your plugs and um, tell us about your blog and Twitter um, yes, indeed. It should go up uh, Friday lunchtime on um, uh, TWTD and it will be linked on at Harry from Bath so, uh, on, on my Twitter feed. So it, I'll automatically link it there. Pretty much covering similar ground to what we've done, but it will have more detail on formations plus any more comments that they have. The one thing Rotherham fans were saying, just exactly as Millwall were saying, and I shouldn't draw the parallel, was it's even if it's not a must-win game, it's a must-not-lose game because they don't want to let us. They, do, they don't want to let us back. I know we need snookers but they don't want to let us back into in, into a situation where we see we, we, we can clamber out of this so um but it, there'll be more details as we'll see what else they have to say between now and and uh, friday and uh, it'll all go up on twtd friday lunchtime did you say your twitter say again if you didn't. yes at harry from bath harry from bath brilliant yeah. um, i'll be going back for the game on saturday so um i shall be um, hoping that we take the game to them frankly we may as well you know what have we got to lose at this point yeah. um you can find me um at ipsrich um, and i'm sure the channel <coughs> um there's plenty of information including stuff on the 16th of feb at blue monday itfc um and ben ben and um goodness knows guinevere will throw up two extra people for the flagship show on sunday <laughs> um harry thank you again for all of your hard work and uh, diligent Cheers, research Rich. on rotherham and, um, yeah, we'll see each other next week. See you next week and have a great weekend, everyone.
It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.